Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a cold and wet Monday evening here in Harare and, of course, in most parts of the country. But we're hoping to light it up, to warm your evening up as we put you on the cusp, on the very pulse of everything you need to know in the world of sport, local as well as international. And it was an exciting weekend in the world of sport, one punctuated by World Cup finals. And, of course, England's skipper, Joss Butler, has hailed the exploit of Ben Stokes as a true match winner following the all-rounders unbeaten 52 which helped steer England past Pakistan to win the T20 World Cup in Australia yesterday then on Saturday New Zealand Women's Rugby World Cup winning captain Roaway Demanta praised the Black Ferns resilience as they won the Rugby World Cup after a dramatic 34-31 to victory over England at Eden Park in studio to pick apart those stories and more is Barry Menandi, Alois Bunjira, producer is Sean Tafirinika, and my name is Mike Madura. As far as international sports news is concerned, we'll also take you around the world in 60 with updates from Italy, Germany, as well as Brazil. We got a Castellago World Football Report. We wrap up the European League action before the World Cup break, starting with Serie A, where Juventus manager Max Allegri says his players rose to the uh, occasion by thumping Lazio 3 0 uh, in what was a statement win in the Premier League Manchester City dropping points and Arsenal opening up a five point lead at the top of the table uh, till Christmas has been overshadowed by an explosive Cristiano Ronaldo interview uh, which Manchester United are understood to be extremely disappointed by and with six days to go till the beginning of the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar tonight we kick off our jam-packed four-day group preview featuring we uh, and we start a and we start by zoning in on the nations in Group A and Group B. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Let's start our local sports news roundup with golf, where rising Zimbabwean golfer Kieran Vincent recorded his second consecutive top 10 finish on the Asian Tour after finishing in a tie for ninth position at the 1.5 million US dollar international series Egypt in Cairo on Sunday. The US-based star, who has been enjoying a memorable rookie season on the pro ranks, uh, fired a closing seven under 
par 65 round at the Madinate Golf Club layout for a tournament total of 13 under par 267. On to cricket news, the International Cricket Council, ICC, has announced Zimbabwe will host the ICC Under-19 Men's Cricket World Cup 2026 together with neighbours Namibia. Uh, The ICC confirmed the decision after finalising the host countries uh, for the next Under-19 Men's and Women's Global Events between 2024 and 2027. We'll wrap it up with Castle Lager Premier Soccer League News Champions FC Platinum were crowned in style following a dominant 3-0 win against Cranbourne Bullets in their final match at Mandava Stadium on Saturday. The curtain then came down on the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League season with the Harare Derby at the National Sports Stadium where Giants, Dynamos and Cavs United concluded a long season with a one-all share of the spoils at the National Sports Stadium yesterday. Alois, uh, just looking at that match, uh, the Harare Derby, yeah, sure the fans didn't show up. It wasn't necessarily a spectacle, but Caps United will be proud of their performance. They showed some fight. Yeah, of course, uh, we, 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 we spoke about it that towards the end, they, they showed some fight <coughs> and they showed that they, they, they've got something in them. You know, we, we, I've, never, I've never doubted uh, the ability of the, of the players at Caps United. You know, even when you watch them, they actually play good football. They pass the ball around very well, they knock it around very well, but it is the circumstances surrounding the whole team. <laughs> you know, what is happening in the club that, is, that, is, that has been the problem. Remember, even when, he's, when the season started, I actually said that they can actually give it a go mm. for the championship. Yeah. Not to fight against relegation where they ended up uh, doing. But uh, well done to them. No. They actually put up a very good fight. Nonetheless, I think it was a respectable end to a very turbulent and tumultuous season uh, for Caps United. Congratulations to the champions of the FC Platinum. Now, don't miss tomorrow's show uh, for a full breakdown of the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League season 2021-2022. Uh, we will be picking apart all the meat off that bone uh, to conclude a fantastic season yet again of Zimbabwean football. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Oh, toss time beautifully. Time beautifully. Will it go for four? It does. 50 for Ben Stokes, his first 50 in international T20 cricket, a man for the big occasion. He's hit it leg side, it's Ben Stokes with the winning runs, who else? It's always Ben Stokes with the winning runs. Ben Stokes with the winning runs for England as they won the T20 World Cup. And this lefty's captain, Joss Butler, understandably elated. Now, we want you to be a part of the conversation. Do send us your thoughts and your views, not just on the cricket, not just, of course, on the FC Platinum being crowned champions or Dynamos and Caps United playing out a one-all draw, but on every story that we are carrying today. 0731-168-045 is the number. 0731-168-045 that's the WhatsApp platform and if you want to interact with us on Twitter do follow us and of course the handle that you need to search for is at ZFM Sport now back to the cricket uh, that was uh, Ben Stokes uh, knocking an unbeaten 52 which helped steer England past Pakistan to win the World Cup in Australia yesterday in the process England became the sport's first dual white ball champions holding both the 50 and 20 over titles. Let's hear from the winning captain, Joss Butler. 
but he always stands up in, in the biggest moments. Um, you know, he's a man who can take a lot of pressure on his shoulders and and, and perform. And um, yeah, absolutely with him in in the middle, you know, you you got a good chance. Um, and yeah, just so proud of him, pleased for him um, that he's he's stood up and done it again. Yeah, amazing. Um, you know, it's been a fantastic tournament for us to, to now be sat here with the trophy. Is just immensely proud of everyone involved in. Uh, in the tournament and, and leading up to this stage and um, yeah, I think fully deserved it tonight. Z. Well, Butler's side restricted Pakistan to 137 for eight in front of 80,000 fans at a heaving Melbourne cricket ground with player of the match and tournament Sam Curran bagging three for 12 and Adil Rashid, who has been very good all tournament, chipping in with two for 22. In reply, England stuttered to 49 for three in the sixth over. At that point, Pakistan were in the game. England struggling to get any momentum against a very fiery pace attack with boundaries hard to come by but Ben Stokes the hero of the hour and Moen Ali who struck a valuable 19 used their experience and cool heads to guide England to 138 for 5 with 6 balls to spare climaxing a riveting tournament that spanned 45 games over nearly a month and Barry you've got to say that at the end of it all if you take a look at England's performances uh, throughout the tournament uh, the manner in which they dispatched India in the semi-finals and then dispatched Pakistan mm. in the final. Two of those sides kept coming into the tournament as arguably the favourites to win it outright mm. means that England are deserved winners. Yeah, absolutely deserved winners. You can see by the, the sort of cricket that they're playing. They're playing uh, cricket that uh, they, they, there's a certain belief about that team. There's a certain uh, ability that they're demonstrating that uh, they certainly warrant and merit uh, this victory uh, in this T20 tournament. And uh, listen, like you pointed out after six overs you're 49 for three other t- other uh, lesser sides will probably have, have a, yeah, um, a mental uh, meltdown uh, but England it's only served to galvanize and, and uh, they riveted themselves to their crease and managed to get over the line and win the tournament outright and of course uh, that victory added to the 50 over title England won in 2019 building on the legacy of former captain Owen Morgan who retired this year after transforming the team into a white ball jagged and uh, it speaks of strategy. Yeah. You know, if you have a plan, England used to be a team that a lot of people used to look down on as far as white ball cricket is concerned, but they came up with a plan, stuck to the plan, and it's now yielding dividend as far as the big trophies are concerned in world cricket. It's also England's second T20 crown after they tasted success in the year 2010, joining the West Indies as the only two-time winners since the tournament's inception in the year 2004, 2007, I mean. Now, let's take a look at the big winners, Barry, as far as the awards and stats are concerned. Sam Curran, yeah. the Zimbo, some might say, <laughs> named the ICC Man of the Match for the final yep. and player of the tournament for yeah. his superb returns throughout the World Cup and uh, no surprises there, to be yeah, honest. No surprises whatsoever. I mean, he finished the tournament with 13 wickets to his name, second only to uh, Wanindu Hasaranga of uh, Sri Lanka. So uh, he was fantastic and good value for England with the ball. And you got to say that it was the ball that probably got England over the line in both the games against India and also Pakistan in the fi- uh, India in the semi-final and then 
uh, Pakistan in the, in, the, in the final. So he's full credit for being man of the match, uh, full credit for being player of the tournament as well. He has certainly delivered for England at a time they sorely needed uh, But But a key partnership. I know Sam Curran good with the ball and of course uh, you had uh, Rashid Khan as well, excellent with the ball. Mm-hmm. But you take a look at that opening pair yep. of Alex Hales and Joss Butler. Yep. They did all the damage up front, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they did all the damage up front. Um, and in, in this match, uh, Pakistan knew that. And you, you could tell that they'd done their, their homework because they targeted Alex Hales, managed to snag him in the first over and they thought to themselves, oh, we're well on our way now. We've broken up the partnership. But then obviously galvanised Joss Butler and he delivered uh, for England in, in, in the clutch. But certainly throughout the tournament, uh, that partnership delivered for England. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, when you take a look at the team of the tournament, uh, Alex Hales and Joss Butler uh, picked at one and two in that mm. team. The rest of the uh, 11, uh, Virat Kohli coming in at first drop. He was, of course, a uh, leading run scorer, 296 in the tournament uh, at 98.6. Uh, then you've got uh, Yadav, of course, that's Sia Kumar Yadav of India at number four. Glenn Phillips was impressive for New Zealand at number five. Sikandar Raza as a Zimbo <laughs> well flying the flag. He comes in at number six. Shadab Khan of Pakistan at number seven. Sam Curran, number eight. Uh, Enric Nohir of South Africa, number nine. And of course, uh, your two bowlers, uh, Mark Wood of England and Shaheen Shah Afridi of uh, Pakistan, who had 11 wickets at 14 throughout the tournament. Hadik Pandya of India uh, gets the nod as the 12th man. Most runs, like I said, Ferrat Kohli uh, led the way. Most wickets, Barry did talk about Wanidu Hasaranga. He had, of course, 15 wickets in the tournament. Uh, Sam Curran with 13. A blessing, Muzarabani, 12th in the tournament. But that's, of course, uh, from the preliminary stage as well. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be taking a look, of course, at what happened at the Women's World Cup, where New Zealand once again reigns supreme. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's ZFM Sport. New Zealand crowned uh, World Cup champions, uh, rugby uh, champion, and of course uh, their captain, Roy Demanta, has praised the Black Ferns' resilience as they won the World Cup after a dramatic 34-31 victory over England at Eden Park. Uh, New Zealand's victory is the sixth world title and fifth in a World Cup final over England, while the Red Roses' narrow defeat ends a record 30-match winning streak for Simon Middleton's team is here from New Zealand Women's Rugby World Cup winning captain Roway Demant. Um, shucks. I can't even put it into words. All I can say is thank you and I'm so proud of our team. It's been really challenging obviously. Um, probably most people here don't even know that last year we went on the Northern Tour and we got pumped um, and the way that the players have turned themselves around. Um, there's a lot that's unseen and there's 
so many players that have been a massive part of this team that aren't even here um, to get us to this stage. So we've sacrificed so much um, to get one chance in a lifetime to win a World Cup at home. And we did it. See. Barry, no one gave them a chance, especially after that Northern Tour where yeah, yeah. they struggled, they were beaten by all sundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the start of this tournament, uh, people were saying, you know what, Lea, you're playing at home, maybe good for a semi-final, but certainly not to win it. England, France, definitely far better size. But what has a, a New Zealand done? Mm. They've gone on to beat France in the semi-final. Yep. Dramatic circumstances. <laughs> and England in the final, once again, dramatic circumstances. Perhaps the New Zealand way. Yeah, the New Zealand way. Uh, uh, what, what, what is it we always say about the All Blacks? Not necessarily the Black Ferns. We'll say that now about the Black Ferns. But we've always said about the All Blacks, uh, they play for 80 minutes. And now you've got the Black Ferns who play for 80 minutes as well. The, the, that try, the, the, the match-winning try in the 71st minute by Aisha uh, Leteiga. Uh, and, and that setting apart the Black Ferns from the, the, the Red Roses uh, in a match in which they had trailed for possibly the entire match in the murder mm. uh, because right until the the, the, the end uh, the Red Roses thought they were coasting also I think in the, in their heads playing on that we beat this, t- this team in the northern t- when they came to ours uh, end of last year twice pumped them uh, now it, it should be just a, a cakewalk but it certainly wasn't that just the New Zealand way as you point out yeah absolutely the New Zealand way and of course uh, it was a record breaking crowd as well as at Eden Park just uh, you know that's the sort of thing when you're up against a team that's ranked uh, higher uh, and that a lot of people deem to be better than you, mm. you need that groundwell of support. It just creates an atmosphere that is able to get you to operate at a different gear yeah. uh, and, of course, just uh, give you that extra uh, thing. Uh, should I say, that just make you operate perhaps at 110%. Uh, uh, give it a bit more. Yeah, just to get that extra 2%. I think the, the 16th player uh, in this sense uh, certainly plays played a role, uh, sold out Eden Park. Again, nobody expected that women's rugby would sell out Eden Park. Uh, but here we are. Uh, they've had fantastic crowds uh, in this World Cup. And uh, as a result, great hosting of the of the tournament. And then secondly, great that they won it outright. You know, one of the things that uh, stands out, Barry, as we wrap up this conversation is, for me, you take a look at the manner in which England sort of like went about their business in this final. It was really about Power, brute force, uh, you know, that rolling more ETC, that, that, that's how they were going to go about their business. But New Zealand was able to mix it up. I mean, yeah. some of the tries that New Zealand scored, uh, I mean, uh, on the night were absolutely fantastic. Uh, they, they, they were just like brilliant running tries, the offloads, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, I think, is that the balance that the Northern Hemisphere sides have got to stop looking at, especially yeah. England, that you know what, we've reached a certain level now, but when it comes to winning matches, especially yeah. tight matches, yeah. you need an X factor. You need an X factor to get points on the board because that gets you over the whitewash. Um, you, you need to have a skill set uh, that can be demonstrated in, in, in tight affairs uh, such as in a, in a World Cup final as this was the case. So unfortunately, I think the Red Roses only had one way to play and when that one way wasn't getting them over the whitewash and also uh, were a woman down when Lydia Thompson was uh, sent off, of course, for that reckless tackle, uh, they, they couldn't find that extra gear, uh, that extra bit of skills that, that would uh, uh, assist to give the X factor New Zealand certainly had it. Well, that feature, of course, about New Zealand bringing to an end three years of utter dominance of women's rugby by England, as well as their record-winning streak, which included two thrashings of New Zealand at the end of last year.
year. So this in many ways has got to be the comeback of the year as far as women's sport or women's rugby is concerned. Now let's give you uh, rugby results from the men's side this time. Of course, a host of matches being played uh, throughout uh, Europe. Um, uh, France and South Africa. What a game this one. And uh, France edging out the Springboks uh, 30 to 26. The box suffering their second defeat in succession. Wales beating Argentina 20 to 13. England too good for Japan 52 to 13. Whilst Australia, they were edged out by Italy who registered a famous victory 28 to 27. Ireland and Fiji played out a very entertaining 18 minutes but in the end the world number one Irish side beat uh, Fiji 35-17 to and then of course on Sunday the All Blacks were in action having ho- uh, arrested a number of key players and they managed to beat a very plucky Scotland side 31-23 to in an entertaining game that was played at Murrayfield. Coming up we'll take you around the world in 60 stops in Italy, Germany and Brazil before we give you the play of the day and no doubt a lot of people asking us to talk about the Ronaldo situation at Manchester United. Yes, that is coming up, but so is our World Cup build-up. We take a look at Group A and B. Hi, I'm Jesse Creel, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. All right, now takeoff is in Italy. Rafael Nadal's chances of finishing the year ranked world number one suffered a major blow with a straight sets loss to debutant Taylor Fritz in his opening match of the ATP finals in Turin. Uh, Nadal began the event 1,000 points behind his fellow Spaniard, Carlos Algaraz, uh, who is missing the tournament through injury, but now will have to win the title to overtake him. In Germany, Tom Brady bolstered his glittering list of career landmarks as he led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a 21-16 victory over the Seattle Seahawks in the first NFL regular season game to be played in Germany. Now, the 45-year-old threw down touchdown passes to Julio Jones and um, Chris Godwin uh, to help Tampa improve to five wins and five losses on the year uh, following the um, previous week's dramatic last-second victory over the LA Rams. In Brazil, uh, George Russell led a Mercedes 1-2 from Lewis Hamilton uh, at the Sao Paulo Grand Prix to claim the first Grand Prix win of his Formula 1 career and his team's first victory of the season. Russell started from first after claiming the first sprint victory of his career on Saturday and never relinquished control of a dramatic contest at Interlagos on Sunday. Don't miss the full Formula 1 report which is brought to you by Zamoko on tomorrow's show. The Castle Premier Soccer League La Liga, Serie A The English Premier League the Bundesliga. It all comes together with the castles on the Castle Lager World Football Report. All right, our Castle Lager World Football Report starts in Italy, the only one of the nations that has an academic interest only in the World Cup because they're not uh, there. Serie A weekend results: uh, Empoli two 0 winners over Cremonese, Napoli three two winners over Udinese. Uh, they f- uh, finished this half of the season on top of the log. Uh, Sampdoria beaten two 0 by Lecce at home. Uh, Bologna three 0 winners over Sassuolo, while Monza beat Salernitana three 0. Roma and Torino playing out a one all draw, while. 
Hellas Verona were upended 2-1 by Spezia. Uh, AC Milan, uh, 2-1 winners over Fiorentina and Inter Milan, 3-2 winners over Atalanta. Juventus manager Massimiliano Max Allegri says his players rose to the occasion by thumping Lazio 3-0 in what was a statement win. This uh, is certainly, Mike, the form team in in in, uh, in Italy, isn't it, Juventus? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, they, they've hit their straps. Uh, they had a very shaky start and I, I, I keep looking at that gap. 15 matches played. There's still quite a bit of football to be played uh, in Italy and I know Napoli are looking good but 10 points is something that this Juventus side that I've watched over the last five matches, they can certainly look to make up ground on, mm. uh, especially with a number of key players coming back yeah. uh, to the Juventus side. Remember the second half of the season, I think Pogba will be available, yeah. Angel Di Maria, Di Maria will be, be available yeah. and they will certainly be looking Vlaovic has been missing for the last five matches yeah. and yet they've carried on firing and firing on all cylinders. And, and you can tell that uh, he's uh, managing his team because Federico Chiesa, although he's available, uh, is uh, being used sparingly. Let's go to Germany, guys. And uh, Germany weekend results. Bayer Leverkusen 2-0 winners over Stuttgart while Bochum uh, beating Augsburg 1-0. Hertha Berlin 2-0 winners over Cologne while Werder Bremen was upended at home by RB Leipzig 2-1. Uh, Wolfsburg with a good road win 2-1 over Hoffenheim. Uh, Mainz and Eintracht Frankfurt played out a one-all draw. Freiburg, uh, four-one winners over uh, Union Berlin uh, in uh, uh, a pretty tasty affair. Borussia Mönchengladbach four-two winners over Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, fired four goals past hapless Borussia Dortmund for a four-two victory uh, to leave their opponents in sixth place uh, following uh, their uh, second straight league loss. And uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund, this is the the up and down form that we continue to talk about. Season in, season out, happening again, Alice. Yeah, very disappointing, you know, when you look at it from the perspective of being a fan of the team. But at the same time, you know, fans overall, the neutrals, they want to see a Borussia Dortmund that is firing so that we can actually have good competition and you can actually have good football in the Bundesliga. But they are disappointing, mm. to be honest. I think uh, there they is something that needs to be done at uh, Borussia Dortmund. Yes, they keep on losing players here and there. <laughs> yes, but uh, this is their business. They already yeah. know, so they need to have that depth, knowing that if one player goes, they need to replace them and keep going. Because we look at them as a big team, so they should sure. they should behave like so. Uh, Freiburg, though, is, has been the story of the season. I think they're sitting in second uh, uh, with, into getting into this uh, break after 15 games. Uh, so they're looking absolutely good value. Premier League weekend results. Your uh, main ones are Brentford. Uh, 2-1 winners over Manchester City. Ivan Toney uh, being the difference in that game. Uh, Liverpool 3-1 winners over Southampton. Uh, Tottenham 4-3 winners over Leeds. While Arsenal prevailed over Wolves uh, 2-0. Manchester United, we'll talk about them just now. Uh, beating Fulham 2-1 at the absolute death. And then Newcastle 1-0 winners over Chelsea. In a very, very entertaining affair. Now, Manchester United is understood to be extremely disappointed with the manner and timing of an interview with Cristiano Ronaldo in which he claimed he is being forced out of the club. According to sources, it's understood that the club only found out about the interview with Piers Morgan as they were preparing to fly back from London last evening after their 2-1 win against Fulham. Just in case you missed it, here are some excerpts from Ronaldo's interview which will be broadcast in two parts starting on Wednesday and continuing on Thursday. Yes, I feel betrayed and I felt that some people that don't want me here, not only this year, but last year too. I don't know what's going on, but since 
since the um, Sir Alex Ferguson left, I saw not evolution in the club. The progress was zero. For example, we have an interesting point that how the club as Manchester United after suck um, Ole, mm-hmm. they buy, they bring sport directive Ralph Regnick, which is something that nobody understands. This guy is not even a coach. A bigger club like Manchester United bring sport directive surprise not only me but all the world. You know, nothing changed. Surprisingly, not only the pool, the jacuzzi, even the gym, even some points the technology, the kitchen, the chefs, which is I appreciate lovely, lovely persons. They stop in a in a time which is is it surprised me a lot. I thought I will see different things, different as I mentioned before, technology, infrastructure. But unfortunately, we see many things that I'm used to see when I was 20, 21, 23. So surprised me a lot. See, some of the scathing comments made by Cristiano Ronaldo in that conversation with Piers Morgan, of course, to be flighted on Wednesday and then the second part on Thursday. Now, the timing of the interview has been criticized together with the outlets used, such as the England's The Sun tabloid. Let's hear Piers Morgan, who says the interview was necessary. Uh, well, Cristiano asked me to do it. Simple as that. I didn't ask him, he asked me. When? Uh, he. Well, recently, he's been thinking about this for a while. I mean, I think he's no secret that he's felt a built-up of, of deep frustration about what's been happening at, at United in the last year in particular, and certainly this year. Um, and he feels that it was time to speak out, and he knows it's going to be incendiary. He knows it's going to rattle some cages. But I think he also feels that he should be doing this, and he knows people will criticise him, uh, but he also knows that what he's saying is true, and sometimes the truth hurts. See. Truth is also relative, but uh, the interviewers largely had a negative reaction, especially among teammates and avid supporters of the club. Let's hear from football pundit and Manchester United fan Alex Crook. I think it's a disgrace from Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he's cowardly in terms of allowing this to drop at a time when he knows he's not going to be anywhere near Carrington, anywhere near Eric Ten Hag, anywhere near the powers that be at Manchester United for several weeks now because of this upcoming World Cup. I think he's made a mistake by going after people like Eric Ten Hag, who really has the backing of the supporters because I think they can see what a tremendous job he's done since the start of the season. I think the players are buying into what he's doing. He's come for Wayne Rooney as well after Wayne Rooney's comments on talk sport. Again, Wayne Rooney is a legendary figure amongst Manchester United fans, so that won't do him any favours. And I think if you look at the reaction uh, on social media, and I know this is only a small barometer of how people are feeling, I think if he was looking for sympathy, then not for the first time in recent months, Cristiano Ronaldo had misread the room. And to say that he's being forced out of a club that he was actively trying to leave in the summer doesn't really stack up. And let's be honest, this is not about Manchester United. This is about the ego of Cristiano Ronaldo. This is about a refusal to accept that time and age has caught up with him. He isn't the force that he once was. You can see that in his performances, not just for Manchester United, but for Portugal as well. 
I think there's a real concern amongst Portuguese fans that if he starts games uh, at the World Cup, it's going to hamper their chances and could even see them exit the competition a, a lot earlier than maybe we expect. So uh, I think it's poor from Ronaldo. I think it's a sad way for his time at Manchester United to end. And I think it does have to end now. I can't see any way back. And to accuse Ten Hag of disrespecting him, this is the guy who refused to come on in a match against Tottenham and who stomped off back to the tunnel to make sure that all the headlines and all the camera lenses were focused on him rather than the performance of his teammates. I'd imagine those in the dressing room have had enough, have had enough of Cristiano Ronaldo as well. I think a lot of United fans have had enough of Ronaldo. Z. Uh, that he wants to leave, I don't think is in is in is in question, Alois. Uh, but in truth, you don't have to burn the building down as you leave. Yeah, that's the that's the most uh, most most terrible thing that one can do when you're leaving because you don't know the world is very round, it's very small. Uh, you don't know where you're going. You might actually make a a round ten and come back and meet the very same people uh, that you. Uh, pouring cold order on, mm. I don't think that was really necessary uh, for him to be doing that. You know, we, we, are, we are his fans and uh, we, we, we love him, you know, but uh, we, we cannot we cannot support uh, such, a, such a move because for me, I think it was out of order. I don't, I don't dispute the fact that there are elements of disrespect towards him as well. I do understand that, but that's not the way to react. Uh, even if there are elements of, of, of disrespect here, you, you sort of get the feeling... Uh, uh, Let me understand well, where is the disrespect Alice? what are the elements um, of disrespect if you really uh, I, I want to get into me as a footballer mm. I come back uh, to Caps United mm-hmm. I'm training with Caps United they let me in and start playing and then on game days I I get dropped and there is an element of respect that he I need. I, I should. No, be but you give. don't have. You don't have a divine right to be started. Though. No, I, I didn't say to start. Mm. I said the way to do it. You don't. Uh, you don't uh, treat me like I'm, a, I'm like I'm a trialist. I just come and just. But he's not being treated don't. like a trialist, surely. I'm just giving an example. Got there. you. There are ways to actually drop him from the team. When you drop such a guy from the team, there are ways to talk to the person. I don't know if you. I don't know if you're getting it. No, but no, maybe no, you I, need I, to. Maybe, I get, I maybe get to get it. into their shoes. I get it. Then, but then as then it you, not happens, you, you'd, under, you'd understand. When, when he says he's being disrespected, but to be honest, t- Ten Hag. Uh, when, you know, people are saying to, he may have disrespected him. Or I, 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 I get your I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming from an, from 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 a different place where may you, you we, may, no. we may not understand. Each other. I, I totally understand your your different place. But I'm saying to what we 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 are speculating that Ten Hag did not do that. But he said it. He said he, he's, he, he's been disrespected. He hasn't defined he, he, how he's he been disrespected. He how. And 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 also in in my view, okay, uh, if you if you if you come to a club to a football club, regardless of name, stature, or whatever the case may be, you are committing to be part of the squad. So you're committing to the objectives, the the direction of the 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 team, the club, the squad. Um. If anyone has been disrespectful for me, I think it's a big Christian. A question is coming here. Hi, guys. Why would you drop a top goal scorer of the club uh, at the start of, uh, of a new campaign? Well, you know what? I think uh, there was analysis done on the goals output for Manchester United last season. Uh-huh. Their total goals output dropped. Right. Whilst Ronaldo scored, 
and I think he scored 18 league goals, which is good. Mm. But they realised that the output of the rest of the team was lower. Mm. It's actually been the opposite when he hasn't played this season. Yeah. There has been a greater output from the other players. So it's just a new coach coming in and saying, you know what? I've got a different way of playing. And, 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 and I don't think it's to say that Ronaldo is a bad player. No. But surely the manager's got a right to say, I want to do not manage my bizarre. And and let's and let's guys, let's contextualize things correctly. If we all recall, Ronaldo was trying to move out of the club all through the off-season. He didn't attend the 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 foreign camp that the club had. So he didn't have much of an off-season. So if so a player doesn't have an off-season, why, this why is it wrong for, for, for a manager to drop it, 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 the start of the campaign? I, 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 I didn't Ronaldo. say the disrespect is about being dropped from the team. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking answering, about... I'm oh, clarifying for the listener oh, okay. to say that he the was dropped at the start of... The, in how it's done. Uh, uh, the, the, dropping him at the start of the campaign was also because he he wasn't there in off-season. No, that's very true. We also spoke We spoke about that, yeah. He deserved to be dropped. So the Reaction to disrespect is for you to disrespect the entire institution. But that's what I said. His reaction was wrong. Yeah, I said saying the reaction was wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes, Alois, it's not about you. We, we're yeah. just discussing his if reaction. I, I'm if, saying if, to if you, it was do, wrong. Do, do you then respect the entire institution? Yeah. Because I feel that you know what. In as much as Man United, I think he just needs to realize that you know what. Ten Hag probably doesn't want to play me. Mm-hmm. Probably, let me just angle for a move out in January. Yes. If there's a club that will yeah, take me, take let it, me yeah. get out. Yeah. Because this Ten Hag guy just, in, just doesn't seem like he believes in Ronaldo. Mm. And it's clearly evident. Yeah, uh, the, 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 There's a further challenge to this move that he's made. Because I don't think, I, I don't see how attractive he's going to be to any club. Certainly in, 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 in the top five leagues. Uh, after making a move like this, I suspect that the only place probably that he can go comfortably is probably the US. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I can only see him go to the US because you this, this uh, burn it all down attitude is... is, is e- everyone, you know, we got a few messages who are saying, oh, you know what, guys, uh, Ronaldo tried to force a move and then... Uh, he, but you know what? It was well documented that None of the clubs that he, he sort of like wanted him. to go to, yeah, so he cannot go to them. Wanted to take him. I mean, the AC Milan, Inter Milan, Napoli, Napoli Atletico Madrid, Barca say that they had done a deal with Lewandowski, yeah. Real Madrid. Uh, the captain and the, the, the president Perez came yeah. out even laughed and said, "What? No, nope. <laughs> it's not going to happen." Borussia Dortmund, yeah. Bayern Munich, PSG. And also his wages are a problem, isn't it, uh, Alois? Because yeah. he earns so much. Yeah. They are only a select group of clubs can really afford him on the same wages. Mm-hmm. It only works if Ronaldo decides to say, you know what, I will no longer earn 400, 500,000. Yeah. I'm now going to accept a salary at maybe 100,000, 150,000. And then maybe some of the other clubs will be they able to accommodate him because at 400, 500,000, very few clubs can afford those wages. Most definitely. He is not going to be, uh, like Barry said, he's not going to go to any top club at the moment right now. I think now he needs to accept that the time is up and he cannot command that. He can actually be looking to play maybe for Fulham, for, 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 for other clubs. The play, top players have done it. Yeah, They've yeah. dropped a stage, a standard, go to smaller clubs and wind up, wind down your career. You just play. Yes. Yeah, yeah you, you can do that. You just drop down. Top clubs, I don't think so. <laughs> ZFM Stereo is untouchable. Jogo Bonito. Tiki Taka. Toto Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi. Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema, 
The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sports. It's called The Greatest Show on Earth and that is not for naught. And this edition takes place in the Arabian Desert, the heat of the Arabian Desert out in Qatar. Lots has been said against this tournament, uh, but let me tell you, I agree with Michael. Once that first whistle blows, that first touch of football is kicked, uh, there will be everything forgotten and all the focus will be on the football. And here on ZFM Sport, every single weekday, we will be focusing on what is happening out at Qatar. This is your home for the FIFA World Cup 2022. And today it starts uh, with a preview of Group A and Group B, uh, starting with, of course, a Group A in alphabetical order. And we're talking about the hosts themselves. Yes, they have a football team, does Qatar. <laughs> they are the Asian champions, would you believe, in the FIFA World uh, Cup debutants, the host nation, and the unknown quanti- quantity uh, are many battling, contrasting narratives uh, surrounding their national team team going into what will in all cases be a historic tournament uh, for them a generation of players whose entire career was built around preparing for the Qatar 2022 will be under immense pressure to perform uh, but with an unmatched level of stability and big crowds behind them this winter uh, anything is uh, possible and with their star player of course Al Mozali uh, anything can happen with Qatar all right Ecuador joins them and they're very much the surprise package in a South American qualifying Ecuador look more than capable capable of making their mark boasting a squad that is packed full of promising talents Gustavo Alfaro's charges exceed all expectations as they went on to land one of the automatic tickets to the Qatar showpiece ahead of other nations that on paper at least appeared to possess greater talent and a key player to watch is Moises Caicedo now the one we need to talk about guys is Senegal because they're representing the African charge the reigning African champion Senegal have what it takes to impress in Qatar knocked out in the first round at Russia 2018. The Lions of Taranga have one ambition, to outdo the legendary side that reached the quarterfinals at Korea, Japan 2002, 20 years ago. Uh, 20 years on from that heady achievement, the World Cup is back on Asian soil, which may well be a positive sign for superstitious Senegal fans who believe the current crop is the best they have had. And their key player, Sadio Mane, they said they're going to do their best to make sure that he's fit, Alois. And uh, the the Lions of Teranga are ones we are pinning our hopes on. Yeah, they've got a good team. You know, when you look at them, the players where they play, top uh, top level players. Yeah, I think for Africa, I think this is uh, this is our hope. And we also, when you consider the group, I think the, this group is winnable. Uh, to, to, be, to be honest, if we believe that they are the best that we have got, then we should be actually happy that they are in this group. You reckon they yeah. can beat the Dutch? The Dutch? <laughs> it's, 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 that, that's the which which other group would they be? And and, and, and I, I think this yeah. is the only group that that they can maybe finishing second and go through to the next round. Yeah. I think they can. You Qualification. Know, yeah, they can qualify for the they can qualify for the I, next I, round. I think one of the key things is uh, Kulibali. Uh, yes, he yeah. seems to have just uh, his form has dipped Dropped a level, uh, yeah. since uh, joining Chelsea. His confidence also seems to have gone slightly down yeah. uh, because he's not a certain starter yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. at at Chelsea. They need to make sure that he is uh, playing his best 
game. Yeah. He's confident. He's one of the leaders in that team. And of course, they have to hope that Sadio Mane uh, makes it for this tournament in his fit. Yeah, it's the one team that's coming out of Africa that's playing a little bit more like a uh, European outfit. But there is the issue of the Dutch, Michael. But yeah, there's the issue of the Dutch. And of course, historically thought of as part of the FIFA World Cup, the Dutch found themselves on the outside looking in during the 2018 World Cup in Russia. But the band is back together for the World Cup in Qatar, led by Louis van Gaal, the same man who guided Orange to a third-place finish at Brazil 2014. While there'll be a handful of returning characters from that memorable run, Van Gaal's squad will be made up largely of players who've never experienced a World Cup before. And a key player, one that could pick apart defences with his creativity in midfield, is Frankie de Jong. Never mind, of course, uh, Alois, the fact that uh, Virgil van Dijk is at the back. They do have a good team and we saw it in qualification. No, they've got a good team. Uh, when you look at the way they played, even if in the Nations uh, Nations League as well, they actually uh, did well. When you, they are also uh, very easy to the eye. They play very good, attractive football. They are similar to Spain somehow. So I, I think they, they've got a chance. Like I said earlier, I think they they might just uh, go with, uh, with Senegal. I hope that they go with Senegal. But I think from this group, they are setting it. As the stars shoot across the desert sky, the lions roar and the eagles swoop. Africa, we hunt as one. All right, let's talk about Group B, guys, which has sometimes been described as a warm-up tournament for England because it looks like it's a fairly simple, facile group uh, for England who were semi-finalists in, the tw- in 2018, runners-up at the Euro- UEFA Euro 2020. Uh, can England continue that upwards tra- trajectory by topping the podium at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 is the question. They certainly have the talent with Harry Kane, Adidas Golden Boot winner at the last FIFA World Cup, uh, heading up a squad of largely young, gifted and crucially tournament-hardened uh, players. Mike, you got to look at England and think to yourself that this is uh, this is a golden generation but shucks, I, I struggle with the dugout, eh? Yeah, listen, <laughs> but, but he's done well. Let's not yes. forget that yes. uh, he is the best manager that England has had since 1966. Agreed. He's actually Agreed. eclipsed uh, the uh, efforts of uh, Bobby Robson who reached uh, uh, the semi-finals of, uh, of Italia 90. So, he, he listen, people might not like him mm. but I think that he's got the material. It's, it's only in the big games where I worry about Southgate yeah. where when he's up against your Frances your Argentinas your Brazils does he have the tactical now now to get over the line yeah. in this group to be honest against Iran against the United States of America and Wales I think England will be too good uh, because these are games where you know the players themselves uh, it's not really about the tactics in these games yeah. if the clear players come in motivated uh, the likes of Harry Kane wanting to score goals they win basically Mike Madura is saying that Southgate can and delay his flight and yeah. only come for yeah, the absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> he doesn't have to come, come after the Iran guy. Yeah. And, and, and if Harry Kane wants to be top goal scorer again in this tournament, this is where you This is where you start. This is it. This is it. Because yeah. 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 you've got six goals in yeah. the group stages. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk quickly about uh, Iran. If one was to put a, tight, a title to Iran's FIFA World Cup Russia 2018 campaign, 
Sonia and yet so far would just about sum it up now four years on team Meli uh, are looking to restore the formula uh, that took them within inches of making history yeah absolutely and of course are the other two teams in the group are the United States of America as well as Wales who of course uh, be boasting the talents of Gareth Bale for the Americans Christian Pulisic will certainly be a player to watch. Gareth Bale, Yeah, Chilukdamba. For states. He's in states now. And playing golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing golf. Probably golf is right. more important. Uh, mm-hmm. Messages are coming in. I thought maybe we just read a few sure. because we didn't read any of the Ronaldo messages. Uh, but uh, ooh, they don't make good reading if Ronaldo is listening into ZFM Sport. Uh, Danny in Canada says, Hans Ronaldo, guy in China. Uh, this message, you don't tell us who you are. You say he's a deterrent to Manchester United. Uh, another message here says, there's no player who's greater than the team Ronaldo is a spoiled brat full stop that is your message and a very unprofessional behavior uh, that uh, message coming in from a, uh, a gentleman with uh, you know uh, recently married or you're celebrating your uh, wedding anniversary because he's got a very nice picture of him and his missus Ronaldo is toxic to the dressing room he needs to accept uh, that uh, he's past his prime uh, uh, he tried to join Chelsea and they turned him down. Shame from from CR7. His PR consultant who pushed him into this in- interview should resign. This is from someone who says that they are stuck in traffic. But you also have got another message here, another point of view. Not condoning what CR7 did, but uh, Piers Morgan say that there will be more details in the full interview as to what happened behind the scenes. Yeah, and we'll wait for that. But certainly the excerpts that we've uh, uh, seen and heard uh, don't make for good listening. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow. Don't forget. We're doing the Castle Premier Soccer League season review. Not to miss. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Menande, out. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest that clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.